What's going on, my friends? Leo Cannell here, today's Seven Figures Club podcast. Today's topic is going to be a fun one. It's been on my mind for a while now. And if you know anything about me, I'm definitely very focused and, and love to you know, learn about fitness and, and how I can you know, create better health and better fitness levels for myself at age 41 than when I was you know, 21. And part of that is paying attention to people who are really good at doing that. And I don't think there's a better example on the planet of somebody who's taking incredible care of themselves other than Tom Brady. And so today's topic, boys and girls, is the secret Tom Brady uses to win championships at age 43. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. And as I reflect on this, I, you know, we're here in November, Thanksgiving's coming up when you listen to this. And unbelievably, I think back to the journey of 2021 and what a journey it's been. It's been fascinating. It's been a ride. It's been, it's been a lot of things. And I think back to the 75 hard challenge that my 12-year-old son Marcus and I did starting on March 1st and going to May 15th. And I think about how vital that challenge was and how much we were able to learn and not only achieve within you know, health and fitness, but really it was a mental toughness challenge and just amazing how that went down, how we learned to become mentally tough. Now I can't even seem to go a day without putting a piece of garbage in my mouth and yet 75 days in a row, no garbage, very clean diet and the results were spectacular. The mental toughness results were even better. So one, uh, there's a new show on, on ESPN Plus, and it's called Man in the Arena. And it's Tom Brady's own show. It's kind of, it looks like his type of kind of last dance. You know, the, the, the short series that was put on by ESPN uh, in 2020. And ha it was about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan and the journey to getting that sixth and final championship ring for Michael Jordan. And it showed his team and the experiences and the craziness of Dennis Rodman and the, you know, the different challenges that Scottie Pippen was going through. And he's now not happy with Michael Jordan, whatever. But bottom line was, it was a fascinating look at the mind of a champion. And we all know that the greatest basketball player of all time is Michael Jordan. There's just no question about it. And I love Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And I'm going to put him right there next to Michael. But Michael obviously is still in a league of his own. And yet, if there's ever been someone who's in a league of their own, we have to say that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady now has seven, seven championship rings that he has won. And none of those championships were more impressive than last year's amazing Super Bowl run with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first year brings a Super Bowl home to Tampa. It was absolutely remarkable. And one of the things that I learned as I was watching Man in the Arena that was on last week is he talks about his journey 
And in his journey, he doesn't take a lot of time to reflect back on, for example, the Super Bowl win they had against the Atlanta Falcons when they were down 28-3 and came back and won that game in overtime. That was just absolutely unbelievable. I remember doing some work, and I started watching. I'm like, oh, this thing's over in the second quarter. And then I checked back in, and magically it was all of a sudden 28-20 to 20 in, the, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. I'm like, wow, how in the world did that happen? And so I turned it on and, and watched the uh, last few minutes in overtime, and I just was so blown away by their, their ability, the mental stamina that he and his team had, especially him as the leader of his team, as the quarterbacks, the captain, etc. And there was something that struck me that was so forceful, and I knew it to be true because I've struggled with this. And what he essentially said, I don't remember the exact words he used, but the meaning that he was conveying was this, listen, you know, he expected to execute. He expected to win. He expected that his his uh, basic mission in life was to achieve his potential. His mission was to get every bit of potential out of him as a football player, as a human being, as a father, all the different things that he does, but especially as a football player. That's his love. Loves the game of football, and he wanted to get everything out of it. And so as, as he went that first year and just barely was drafted into the league. He was one of the last drafts. There were, you know, I think eight or nine quarterbacks drafted before him. And so he was one of the last to, football players to be drafted. He was a third-string quarterback. He won the backup job as the backup quarterback his rookie year. And then in year number two, the Patriots are posed, poised to have a great year, a really good year. And they've got uh, Drew Bledsoe, who signs the richest contract in football history, a $100 million contract. And so the idea is, well, Drew Bledsoe is going to be in, in New England forever. And they, you know, early in the season, Drew Bledsoe goes down and Tom Brady takes his spot. So pay attention. This has a very important meaning for you if you're a business owner, entrepreneur. And what it comes down to is Tom Brady is looking back you know, very quickly, just for the purpose of this show, going through the years of the history of how he has worked every day, every week, every month, every year to get a little better, a little better, to get a little better, to make some progress, to learn how to read defenses better, to get more fit, to learn how to take care of his body. If you've uh, checked out his TB12 method book, it's a great book. Highly recommend you read it. I've learned a lot about pliability, and at age 41, I feel just as good as I ever have. And I think a lot of it has been I'm, I'm taking his supplements, I'm doing uh, you know his pliability training. But the more important thing that I want you to take away from this is that he talks about all the progress, all the Super Bowls, all the lessons learned. But more importantly, he talks about he didn't ever stop and celebrate and and stop and reflect back and think that well he he he's arrived or he's the greatest quarterback or he's part of the biggest dynasty the patriots dynasty those things never ever took place he didn't allow himself to go and celebrate too early because he probably knew as i've learned way more painfully and been so guilty of celebrating too early of you know, believing my own hype of thinking that I've accomplished something. Um, and and as, as kind of an example to this, uh, I'm writing, you know, articles here and there for Forbes. I'm also on the Forbes Finance, Financial Council. 
And, you know, I didn't tell my wife because I don't believe I've accomplished anything that I really can point to and be proud of. Yeah, I built a few, you know, multi-seven-figure businesses. There's been some success. I've been fortunate to help thousands of business owners secure funding for hundreds of millions of dollars. I've been fortunate to create jobs, but I know I haven't scratched the surface of my potential. And I also know myself that if I start to indulge in thinking that I've actually accomplished something, I get into trouble and I go backwards very, very quickly. And I've learned that there is only growth or there's regression. You are either moving forward or you are moving backwards. You are never, ever in the same spot. And Tom Brady learned this so well, that's why he's always getting better. He's always working every single day. He's studying, he's going all in with his craft. How can he improve? How can he get better? How can he get smarter? How can he read defenses more? How can he get rid of the ball quicker? How can he become you know, quicker himself? How can he increase uh, you know, his uh, velocity, his ability to read the defense, whatever it is. He put all of that effort and time in and he's not gonna worry about celebrating or reflecting until maybe he's retired. Maybe, maybe, we'll see, we'll see, right? And, you know, after Super Bowl number seven, probably the most he's ever celebrated. I mean, we saw him for one day, and I think he gave himself one day. He was on that yacht throwing the, uh, the uh, Vince Lombardi trophy from uh, yacht to yacht in Tampa. And I think that's about the only time I've ever seen him really celebrate. Of course, he celebrates when he wins in the moment. But other than that, like the next uh, few days, he's back to work. He's not going to blow his diet. He's not going to stop working out. He's not going to stop taking the supplements he needs. He's not going to stop doing everything. He's going to keep on relentlessly pursuing his potential every single day. And that's why it's so important to not be impressed with your wins. And, you know, when you're 90, when we're 90, 100 years old, and, and at the end, then we can maybe take some time and reflect. Then maybe it's important, right? Then, you know, you can write the biography. Or if you're writing a book, you know, that, that's going to be an important part of your business. That's a good time that you can do some reflection as, as you do that, but learn the lessons and share the lessons. And that's what I've learned from Tom Brady, and I really admire it because early on, when I was in my 20s and I started uh, my first company at age 25, you know, it uh, did well, it uh, made a few million dollars, I had 15, 20 employees, I invested in real estate, I thought I was a badass, I thought I had arrived. I remember the real estate broker calling me the young godfather as I flipped a house for $2 million. All of these things happened, and yet I hadn't reached out to mentors. I hadn't read entrepreneurial books. I hadn't even invested in my own education. And I was not, I wasn't working hard. I was working, you know, 40 hours here and there, maybe a 50 here and there. But I didn't, I, I was out, you know, when, when 5, 5.30 rolled around, I was out. I wasn't doing much. I didn't work at all on the weekends. And if you're all thinking, oh, I don't have to, I can be successful, good, good for you, I, I can't. I have to be constantly making improvements. I have to constantly be building something. My business has to be growing because if it's not, it's going backwards, I promise you. And if I'm celebrating too early, then I'm going to fail very, very quickly. So I can't give myself that opportunity to celebrate. But I did tell my wife, you know what, I, you know, I think at some point, 
and maybe I'll define this number, maybe I never will, but maybe I'll define a, a number that I hit in net worth, or maybe it's a monthly cash flow of $100,000 a month that comes in recurring revenue that's outside of my business, that's you know in real estate cash flow, is a, you know, get some Airbnb properties and invest in real estate with smart cash flow strategies. So maybe then, maybe then that's a time to celebrate. But for most of us, we're trying to get over hurdles, but then it's the next hurdle. Oh, I want to build a seven figures business. Great. I build them in the seven figures. Now I need to get to two million. Now I need to get to five. Now I need to get to 10, right? You know, I, I wrote a book. Great. I need to write another book that's a better book. I, I learned this. Great. Now it's on to the next. It's always the next thing. It's never getting to a place where you're where you're comfortable, it's never getting to a place where you're celebrating. And in the world of entrepreneurship, we can look at the Tom Brady of entrepreneurship. I think we have to put Elon Musk there. There's no doubt about it. He is building something more groundbreaking, more revolutionary, more transformative with Tesla, with SpaceX, with SolarCity than Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos did an amazing job with Amazon. We'd all love to be in his shoes, but Elon Musk is a guy who doesn't take time to celebrate, right? He's always, how can I build the next thing? How can I make Tesla better? How can I make SpaceX better? How can we colonize Mars? He's continuously thinking about bigger and better. And it's not for, this is where a lot of people make the mistake of thinking it's an arrogance thing. And sure, if you're gonna create something really big, you better have some big brass balls and a whole lot of confidence and believe that you can do it or you won't. But at the end of the day, it's not about the, the self-aggrandizement and the arrogance and the hubris. Oh, I love that word, the hubris, right? This uh, idea that it's all about you. No, it's actually about how can I achieve my potential? God gave me this amazing ability, talent, and potential. And if I'm not pursuing it, I'm wasting it. And as you look at someone like Tom Brady, who is still probably one of the, if not the slowest, one of the slowest quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of speed. Like this boy doesn't have fleet, fleet of foot, uh, foot. I mean, he's got great footwork, but he's not outrunning anybody, right? That's not who he is. And yet he's gotten every ounce of potential out of his body and the mind and all of the different things that he could improve on, he did. So my purpose in today's podcast is this. We're not gonna celebrate too early. We're gonna keep on moving forward towards our potential. When we can legitimately say we have achieved every ounce of our potential, then you have my permission to celebrate. Then you have, you know, you, you can feel good about just reflecting back at what you've accomplished or the people that you've been able to help. And I think it's good to always move that focus away from yourself to how can I help my next client? How can I help my next employee? How can I help the next leader in my organization? How can I serve? How can I help us take the next step? What's the vision I need to have so that we're all getting to that next level? We're all taking that next step and those, my friends, are big time lessons of Tom Brady. Because we're either growing or we're dying. We're not just staying in the same spot. We're not maintaining the status quo. We're either getting better or not. And some of the biggest evidence is, 
you know, there's these books, there's these studies done on the top, you know, 5,100 businesses, and then you'll fast forward five or 10 years later, and more than half of them will be gone, bankrupt, out. Like that's how quickly things move, and that's exactly what happens. Great example, think of Netflix and its CEO founder Reed Hastings versus Blockbuster. There was a time Reed Hastings went to Blockbuster to do some sort of joint venture. I don't even remember if he was trying to sell to Blockbuster. He might have even been trying to sell to him. I mean, he was trying to do something with them and they laughed him out of that building. And within a decade, he was massive with Netflix and Blockbuster was bankrupt and out of business. Like that's how quickly these things happen. Blockbuster sat on, you know, sat around and reflected and thought they had arrived and they were the best and they stopped innovating, they stopped creating, they stopped going after their potential. They just thought they had it and that's why they went bankrupt and all those people are now out of a job. And that's exactly what happened to all of us. If we don't keep getting better, if we don't keep making improvements, the competition will take us out. Regardless of how good you think you are, like that's what's happening. And the last thought I'll leave you with is this. When the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm not going to apologize for using football because it's the greatest team sport with the greatest lessons that we can learn out of all the sports of all time, football is the most dominant and the best one that teaches lessons. So the San Francisco 49ers were my favorite team when I was growing up in the 90s, and I was a Steve Young fan. I remember at uh, you know going to BYU football camp and, and meeting him and watching him throw and talking to him. And what was truly fascinating was after he had won a Super Bowl, it was a few days later, he was going to his locker at uh, Candlestick Park, which has been since been de demolished, in San Francisco where the 49ers used to play. And he's picking up his stuff out of his locker and he goes onto the field and he takes a look and guess who's there? running wind sprints. Literally running wind sprints like it's the first day of practice to start the new season. There's Jerry Rice who had separated his shoulder but still was able to catch three touchdown passes and help the 49ers win an amazing Super Bowl including their first touchdown which is a post for like 45 yards right up the middle. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch, great job. And boy you gotta love Jerry Rice. And there he is, there's the champion Probably, if, if Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, Jerry Rice is definitely the greatest receiver and maybe the greatest football player of all time because he played well for so long. And as a receiver, like you have to maintain your speed and your quickness and your ability to make moves and make people miss. And it is remarkable what that man did. But why did he do it? How did he do it? Because he didn't take a lot of time to celebrate. He was happy, won the Super Bowl. All right, time to get win the next Super Bowl. He was, uh, you know, in a competition for, against himself to have the most uh, receiving yards, the most catches in the history of the foot, NFL Football League, and he, he did that. He did that, and how did he do it? Because of this amazing focus of going after his potential and getting better every single day. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you take action. I hope you understand that that's what it takes to, to win championships at age 43. That's what it takes to be in the best shape of your life at age 43, is now 44, and play with 
you know, guys literally who are half his age and beat them. That's what it takes. That's what it takes to knock out the blockbusters of the world and become Netflix. That's what it takes to be Elon Musk and build Tesla and SpaceX and companies that will be remembered 100 years from now as transforming the world that we live in. So don't celebrate too early. Focus on the next task, the next thing. Stay obsessed, stay relentless. God bless you. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. By the way, if you're getting any value out of the out of this, if this is helping you to build your business empire, to you know get your own seven figures club going, hey, make sure you're sharing this. You know, give us a five star and have an amazing day. Are you looking for more seven figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F I G U R E S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession proof. Thank you for listening. And if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five star and invite others to join the club.